शिवगुरु कृष्णा गुरु परंपरा की जय राव जी गोपाल की जय कोल भक्त बिंदु की जय बोल प्रेमानंदे प्रीमिंग सो एनी क्वेश्चन टुनाइट यस in the description of uh, prema bhakti means uh, mention that uh, pure uh, like raga uh, nuga prema bhakti there is no attraction for um, worshiping the deities but there is also um, example of uh, the lady who attained uh, pure uh, madhurya uh, rati Uh, by meditating on Krishna's murti. So Where did you read that there's no attraction for worshiping the deity? It was uh, in Bhagavad commentary. Uh, I mean, he cited someone's commentary. I don't remember now. Well, uh, I don't know where Bhagavad got that idea, um, but I have not found it anywhere in the commentaries of the Goswamis. Um, that said, as I have mentioned before, Archan, um, which is the term used for the worship of the Archa Vigraha, or the deity, a special form of the Lord, um, appearing in the world to accept the worship from the devotees, from the heart of his, um, from the Acharya and so forth, manifest and so on, as we've, as we've explained at other times, uh, that uh, form of worship tends to be colored with aishvarya, or reverence. Hmm. So it's very prominent, for example, in in Vaidhimarg Sampradaya, like in Udupi, the center of the Madhva Sampradaya, which is a Mighty Mark Sampradaya, where God is worshipped with awe and reverence. The goal is to attain mukti in in Vaikuntha, Salokya, Shasti, Samipi, Sarupya. These are four kinds of mukti. Salokya, Shasti, and Sarupya. Mostly in those three, Bhagavan is experienced internally, even in Vaikuntha, in meditation. And in Samipya, and there's personal service to uh, Narayan. Hmm. Um, so, as I've said at other times, this, this is another little interesting piece of information about Vaikuntha, which is quite a, a different place, if you will, from from, from Goloka, hmm, which is called the Mahabhaikuntha in various Puranas, and um, Goswamis have brought that out. Uh, so, at any rate, the the Udupi, the center of the Madhva Sampradaya in South India, is uh, centered around the worship of Udupi Krishna, who is said to have been the deity of Rukmini in Dwarka. Hmm? And uh, the puja is very elaborate. I think it lasts from early in the morning till midday before it's finished. Um, so a very strong emphasis. And I cite... Madhvacharya's lineage, which is Vaidhimarg lineage, or a lineage that worships God in awe and reverence rather than intimacy, um, also because his sampradaya in particular emphasized this uh, important insight of, in, of Vaishnavism, that being the that the uh, the uh, the personality of the Godhead. And the the other point that he emphasized very strongly is anti-Mayavad. And they really do go together, don't they? Because in Mayavad, the, the form of the Lord disappears. And when the form of the Lord appears, Mayavad disappears also. So uh, if we look at the Chaj Sampradaya, the four Vaishnav Sampradayas, there's two elements in each Sampradaya all of which appear in Mahaprabhu's Sampradaya. So these are the two elements of uh, Madhva's Sampradaya, anti-Mayavad to the extreme, and and uh, emphasis on the 
the personhood of the Godhead, and that through principally through Archon. In fact, it's it's described that in Udupi, and I've been there. There are I forget how many, maybe seven or eight moths. Maybe it's eight that are um, presided over by eight acharyas. The acharyas are picked in their very youth, childhood, through astrological calculation and so forth. They kind of breed acharyas there, if you will. And uh, and they they preside each over a moth, and one of those moths is the, the central moth where the Udupi Krishnas it presides. Hmm? And so the other moths are are all like subsidiary. Hmm? Um, I'm not sure the method, but like in Venkat Venkateshwar, uh, in in uh, where is he? Uh, uh, famous one, the richest, maybe the richest deity in India. Hmm. Where? No, Venkateshwar. Where? Tirupati. Tirupati. There, Venkateshwar is worshipped, and and then householder Brahmins that live around, they, I think they, they, there's a system by which that offering is passed down to Brahmins, and then and they offer it to their deities afterwards, or parts of it, something like that. So, um, so kind of in a similar sense, I'm not sure exactly how it works, but the, the Udupi Krishna is the center, and the other moths are subsidiaries, and, uh, and there's a rotation of the acharyas. So once every eight years, each acharya gets to preside over the main moth. Hmm? And during those eight years, they conduct themselves appropriately and preach and, and raise funds and save funds to spend. Besides what they spend on their, their deity and their moth, they raise separate funds, keep them in a in in a suck, and uh, and then spend it eight years worth of savings on the Udupi Krishna when they get the charge of that moth. So there must be some type of transcendental competition there amongst them. Uh, uh, but anyway, the point is that the archon is very central there, hmm? and Ramanuja Sampradaya is also Vaidhi Marg Sampradaya. The archon is very very uh, prominent there. It's not as prominent in Ragmarg. Hmm? The three main limbs of Vaidhi, ba- of, of Vaidhi Bhakti that are prominent in Ragmarg are Shravanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam, hearing, chanting, remembering. And you can also include Sakyam and Atmanivedanam hmm? on the other end of the spectrum, which are more internal hmm? kind of... Uh, mentalities, dispositions, as opposed to hearing, chanting, and meditating. Even meditating is more active in, in, in a sense. So hearing, chanting, remembering, shravanam, kirtanam, smaranam. Hmm. The others are all there too, but but, but these are prominent. Archan is not as prominent. Hmm. Um, and this is the reason, because uh, just just like, for example, if you want to meditate on Krishna's Eightfold Leela, hmm, covering the 24 hours of his day, and so forth, it's hard to line it up entirely with the deity worship. Hmm. And uh, also now you have deities in different places in the world and so forth as well. Um, so it's a, it's a little difficult to... What you can do in meditation... Hmm, is not as readily doable, if you will, uh, in relation to the to the deity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you an example. Uh, at Odarya, I think it was Haridas was contemplating the the eightfold lila of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as we sing in the morning. And it doesn't say that it, that after lunch he, he takes rest. Mm-hmm. And so he asked me, you know, how do I 
because our deity take rest after lunch. Hmm. How do we adjust that? I said, well, he does it differently here. Hmm. So, <laughs> here. But at any rate, it doesn't line up uh, as readily. We, what we've seen on the part of Simlacharis is they've tried to line that up hmm, with a number of artiques cor- corresponding to different uh, uh, divisions of the time of the day and so on and so forth. Um, help make it coincide mm-hmm, more with the uh, Astakalila Smarnam, meditating on the eightfold daily leelas of, of Radha and Krishna. Um, and besides that, of course, there's certain language and ritual uh, procedures and so forth. Um, for example, the uh, the use of, of mudras is prominent in Archan Marg. Hmm? I always like that one. How's that one go? How do you do that? Start over. Start from And then you turn it upside. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a Dana mudra. You've got to turn it upside down, though. Yeah. 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 It's a cow's udder. Hmm. And you put it over the items like that, and you meditate. Milk is coming from the common Danu purifying the, uh, it's quite a nice one. <laughs> but the, the, while the use of, the employing of mudras in Archan is one of the um, angas of Vaidhi Bhakti, it is explained by Vishwamit Chakoti Thakur and Raghavart Machandrika that this is one of the few items of Vaidhi Bhakti that are not used not employed, it's not employed in rag bhakti. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, there are hand movements in Vrindavan also. Subal Saka is said to be able to make hand movements and sign language like this to Krishna in such a way that speaking about the romantic affairs that will proceed as the day goes on or in the evening and so forth, through hand language and sign language in a way that no one can understand except Krishna. When I was a kid, I, it reminds me of a kid when you see the baseball coaches on the third base and they would go, Did I drop some? <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> But they go like this. They always had to change them because people try to figure it out, the other team or something like that. So, so this is where the, you know, the mudras <laughs> take on a, a more of a spontaneous uh, form and uh, expression and, and so forth, mm-hmm. more static in the arch and market. So they're 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 part of, I guess you would say, kind of a ritualistic language and approach that that. Uh, that um, fosters kind of a um, reverence and and a little distance. It's, it's different than talking to Krishna directly. Malisa says, "Come and eat," and you go, "Kling idam naivedyam, kling Krishnaya namaha," and so on. Um, so. I think maybe in that sense, that maybe what Bon Maharaj was was talking about, um, that it's not as prominent. That said, all of our uh, founder acharyas, the six Goswamis who are the founding acharyas of the Sampradaya, they all established deities. Hmm? Um, and uh, and worshipped them. Reverend Bhatta Goswami was a very famous for his cooking. Hmm? And um, he used to cook for there's a nice story about that. I used to cook for Radha Govinda, Rupa Goswami's deity. How'd that go? Um, somehow he was disappointed or something somewhere along the way with the ingredients available or something like that. So he used to augment in his meditation, meditating on what he would offer and so forth. Um, Something to do with Govindaji being transferred. I can't remember now. Um, but the point is that 
of the story was the Lord was found to be accepting all of his offerings in meditation as well as whatever he could offer physically and so forth. So um, there is a strong um, um, kind of foundation of deity worship in in uh, in, in our sampradaya, um, coming from the Goswamis themselves, who also, uh, or I should say, um, also at the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then the, the, the worship of the deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began also. Goridas Pandit and Vishnu Priya with their deities of Gornatai and Mahaprabhu, uh, respectively. Um, so, that said, it's kind of adjusted a little bit. Hmm? Indeed, there was there's, there's a big argument about the adjustments in Archanmarg, in Gaudiya Sampradaya, or the procedures in in, in Gaudiya Sampradaya. Big controversy about that arose in, in Jaipur, where Radhagovinda had been staying, having been uh, transferred there when the Mughals attacked Vrindavan. And... Um, there, Krishna is standing, of course, with Radha, and I think there was a local deity of Narayan there, perhaps, and so the procedure was that they would offer to Radha and Krishna and then to Narayan. So some some pundits took a, a exception to this, both the presence of Radha there and uh, the idea of offering Krishna's remnants to Narayan which is a way of saying through the archan that Krishna is too Bhagavan, so I am Krishna, the source of Narayan. Hmm. And um, the very credibility of the Gaudias was was um, brought into question. And this, of course, gave rise to Vishwanath Chakotitakar dispatching Baladev Vidyabhushan to Jaipur and the writing of the Govinda Bhasha, the Gaudiya commentary on Vedanta Sutra, that... Um, It was thought at the time without a commentary on Vedanta Sutra, you're not really a bona fide lineage. So it's a a wonderful story in the history of the establishing of the Sampradaya, and it's a a deity worship uh, story. So the deity worship is a little little different, perhaps, than uh, you would see in in the uh, more traditional forms of Archan, in the Vaidhi Marg Sampradayas with Radha and Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and so forth. And so, uh, of course, Gopal Bhatta Goswami and Sanatana Goswami put together the Hari Bhakti Vilas from sacred texts and established a form of worship, the mantras, procedures, and so on and so forth. So it's there, undeniably in Gaudi Sampradaya, given to us by the Goswamis. But also, that said, um, as the Nam Bhajan becomes developed, and as we know, inside Nam is the, is the Rupa, the Guna, the Lila, the form, the qualities and Leelas of Krishna, then verily this this Smarnam, so central to Rag Bhakti, takes over, becomes the central limb. Um, the kirtan, the chanting, the hearing, arguably archan as well. Uh, archan is kind of external service. Smarnam is internal service. These help to give rise to internal service. And as that develops, then we often see... Um, great devotees in the lineage, not really involved in the deity worship, but in Nambhajan. Hmm? So, in that sense, it's it's perhaps um, seen as an aid to that um, inner life. Um, an example of what I'm talking about also comes to mind in the life of Bhakti Siddhanta and the objections of Lee Prashad, his younger brother, to his mission when it uh, when it took the 
uh, direction of establishing big temples. He said he's less, left the Rag Marg, which is principally to sit, to do bhajan and smaranam and, and so forth, rather than big, 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 big temples, build big temples. But of course, he had an idea about that. Pujla Rag, but the God of Abhanga, Matalahari, Janikirtan, Abhanga. And uh, it was included within his concept of kirtan, so to speak, to glorify through kirtan and establish temples, bring people to hear about the Ragmarg and, and so forth. Of course, and they were temples of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Radha and Krishna. So it has its place. Hmm? And uh, also then we also see in, in the Ragmarg when great devotees do continue with deity worship, like Lokanath Das Goswami or Vamsi Das Babaji or uh, Sanatana Goswami, their procedures are rather um, unorthodox. Hmm? To have Madan Gopal, Madan Mohan, for example, hanging from a tree, and as Sanatana did, I mean, not by his neck, but <laughs> hanging there, and, uh, and, and, and offering these... Um, unleavened bread, I guess, bread balls baked in an oven with no salt, which is all he could come up with in his madhukari and his begging. And um, that's what he was offering to the deity, not very opulent. Uh, but, of course, one day the deity said, can you at least add a little salt? Hmm. So this is real worship hmm, of the deity. The deity starts talking to you and and those ritual language and procedures have been transcended, so to speak. Of course, Sanatan replied, first you want salt, then you want ghee, then you want so many things. I'm a poor man. You're going to live with me. You have to accept what I have. This was his response. Of course, the story goes on that that night, a salt merchant was taking his salt down the river Jamuna, and it got stuck on a sandbar. Hmm? right below the Madan Gopal, Manamohan Temple, which is now the Manamohan, there was no temple at the time. And then the young boy came out and, and directed the salt merchant how to free his boat. And when he did, then the salt merchant offered to give him a gift. He said he didn't want anything, but there was a sadhu up on the hill. If he wanted to serve, he should serve him. Hmm. So Krishna had appeared there, actually, and and, and freed the salt merchant's boat. So he went and sold his salt, and when he came back, he built the Madan Mohan temple. And Madan Mohan then was worshipped with salt and other things. But <laughs> still to this day, they offer those bread balls. You can go and get that prasadam there. How much he was liking those bread balls of Sanatan, so much so that he, that he talked to him and asked for salt. So this is not your typical archon, hmm? deity worship, right? With uh, tempered as it is, colored as it is, as I say, with awe oh, and, and reverence that creates some distance. So in archon, there's 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 God, the worshipable object. There's the devotee, the worshiper, and then there's the process of worship. So there's this distance that's created. Hmm? In the ragmarg, that distance is bridged. Hmm? And, and the devotee becomes a form, a, f- a form of love, so to speak, love and intimacy. And therefore we find this, we were hearing in the morning, the other morning, the, the Sakiras of Sridham and, and Krishna lying together in, in embrace and, uh, and so forth in the, in the, in the, in the forest. So... Um, Ragmarg is, is 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 different in that way, but there's a place for Archon, and uh, we've our Goswamis have adjusted it accordingly. Uh, I was asked a question some time back by a fellow who was new to the tradition and hearing about it, and he liked the idea of love of God and intimacy rather than love of God and awe and reverence and so forth. But then um, he was staying for some time at Adari, but then he asked. Why are we always bowing down, you know, before the deity here when you're talking about love and intimacy and you're always bowing down and, you know, uh, worshipping with some distance and 
and reverence and so forth. So I explained to him that this love and intimacy that arises internally hmm, in due course in a, in a, in a siddha, internal um, form, meditative form, but in the sadhaka day, in the practitioner's body, hmm, then we worship with some uh, reverence. So we find that in the life of the Goswamis. Of course, they crossed over that and had intimate conversations with the deities and so forth. Lokanath carried a deity around his neck, I think, and Bamsi Das would argue with his deity about things and uh, and so on. These kinds of stories are there. Um, but overall, the Goswamis established temples and procedures of worship and so forth that do involve some reverence. And in that regard, sometimes it is said in a kind of a cute way that that Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam is the central kind of concept, philosophical, theological concept around which the whole Bhagavatam orbits. Hmm? Uh, Jiva Goswami calls it the Paribas Sutra. It's kind of the password for understanding the tattva, or the, the philosophy, theology of the Bhagavatam. Hmm? Um, and so it's very important to us but in a cute way, it's also said sometimes that we have to learn and conduct ourselves as if Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead in order to eventually forget about that hmm? um, and lose sight of that in love. Because in Vrindavan, they don't think that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But it's a, it's a central point of our uh, philosophy. Hmm? Krishna says in the Gita, Hamsarvasya Prabhabhomata Savam Prabhartate, Timatabhajante Mambudabhava Samayita. Knowing me to be the Swayam Bhagwan, then one can, has found the center to which one can give oneself fully, and these expressions of love in Sakya, in Vatsali, and Madhurya are examples of fully giving. In, 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 in forms, expressions of love that, um, that, um, in, 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 in arguably, um, exceed in excellence and, and, in, in expression of love, love and awe and reverence, uh, in our worldly sense, it takes precedence, hmm? and it brings us closer to the object of love, and so forth. So if love is about coming close to the object of love, hmm? communing, hmm? Um, being on the same page, and so forth, uh, then these forms, Sakya, das, sakya Vatsalya which are not found in, in Vaikuntha, hmm? but are found in Golok, they um, uh, they are possible in relation to Krishna. This is the whole argument from a, from a Baba point of view, Rasa point of view, that Krishna is the supreme personality of God. Um, so, knowing that in the Gita, he says, then one has in place, as I say, one of the two things one needs. Hmm? You need to know the center to which you can give entirely, who can take entirely. If you, when Gopu Kumar attained Vaikuntha in Brihat Bhagavatamrita and tried to express himself in friendly love to Narayan, everybody in Vaikuntha was upset. You can't call him. Hey, he said, hey, Gopal. When he said, hey, Gopal, that's who I've seen in my meditation. Isn't that him? Hmm? And he said, you can't talk to Narayan like that. Shh. Then Narad, Narad had to pull him aside and say, coach him. Hmm? Your, your deity in this form is here. He's worshipped differently in, in this form, in this place. You've got to move on. <laughs> You've got to go up to Golok. Actually, hmm? go to Ayodhya. Get a little closer and see there. That there's possibilities of friendship, as we see in Lakshman. And, and uh, possibilities of Vatsalya. Hmm? And, and possibilities of Madhurya. Hmm. And they, of course, are there 
in Golok. From there, he went to Dwarka, and then, of course, to Vrindavan. So, 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 this is one of the things that I say to have in place. We have to know that Krishna is the Swayam Bhagavan, and he can. He will, then we, then we can give the kind of love like Sakya, like Vatsai, like Madhurya, which arguably are. Um, more perfect than the perfect um, love in Aishvarya, which is also perfect. More perfect in terms of that they bring one closer to the deity. So this is possible, as I say, in relation to Krishna, for the jivas, to attain such. So this has to be in place, this understanding that Krishna it, is the form that accepts these things, and in that sense, is 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 um, something more than Narayan. Also, he's the same person, but more of him is present there. Mm-hmm. More possibilities with Narayan mm-hmm. are uh, present in the form of Krishna. Mm-hmm. So beautiful idea, and Krishna. So you have to know Krishna, the supreme personality of God. Because if you don't know that, you you, you can't worship Narayan like that. <laughs> um, so he accepts that kind of worship. So Krishna says in that verse of the Gita, knowing me to be the source of everything, then one has something in place, an important thing, in terms of worshiping me, Buddha Baba Samanvita, Baba Samanvita. Actually, the Baba Samanvita means a kind of Baba that involves following in the wake of like we follow the Raganugas. Hmm? It's a wise love. It's Sambit, it's Ladhini, and it's it's Dibyad Brindaranya Kalpatrumada Srimad Ratnagara Singha Singhasan Sto Srimad Radha Sri Lubinda Devo Prestali Vi Sevyamano Smarami Sevyamano Smarami Sevyamano Smarami So this kind of meditation on the followers of Krishna, hmm? surrounding Radha Govinda under the under the under the wish fulfilling pochoti hmm? tree, hmm? those spines, you know, they're actually horripilation, hmm? hairs standing on end. Hmm? Uh, and therefore it said, Paya vicha jalahoi vitarayanamoi Krishna premer adbhuta charita. On the outside, Prem looks like the, sp- the spikes on a pachoti tree. Mm-hmm. But inside, anandamoi, mm-hmm. actually full of ecstasy. So on the outside, Mahaprabhu looked very disconcerting, weeping, crying. You, you, you want to be like that? That sounds terrible. But on the inside, that was Prem. Mm-hmm hides itself, camouflages itself. You have to, therefore, nityam bhagavata seva. You have to study bhagavatam very carefully to understand what is that love. Gopi's love looks selfish. You know, the gopi's love for Krishna looks very selfish. Because what did they do? They left their families for some boy in the forest. The village, the whole village, their whole the village, the whole village's reputation would be spoiled if the young girls did something like that. They did it. Out of just calm, out of desire, hmm? looks inappropriate, selfish, but it's actually the highest selflessness. So this love camouflages itself. Hmm? You have to look very carefully. I mean, you have to understand the underlying philosophical canvas hmm? on which the art of Krishna Leela's is drawn. Hmm? So Krishna's two Bhagavan's way or Hamsarasi Prabhupada Prabhupada today. Krishna says Krishna says, knowing this, you've got something in place. Because I said if you want to give completely, hmm, you have to have a center that will take completely. Hmm? So if I want to love Krishna as a friend, God as a friend, well you have to find someone that can take that kind of love. Or as a lover, you have to get that that's Krishna. Hmm? So you have to have that, and then you have to, of course, give hmm, selflessly that that kind of love. That's a culture, hmm, following in the example of those who do so. Uh, so, at any rate, it's an important point, 
And the point I'm making is that we have to understand Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God, which invokes some type of reverence also. Like, whoa, this is the Supreme Personality of God. And, and, and then by worshipping accordingly, in due course, we forget about that. Right? And we actually feel that Krishna is my friend. We don't think of him as the Supreme Personality of God. But the first stage has to be in place, some tattva, some philosophy, and uh, and um, that will then help to fuel the kind of practice that will will kind of subsume the philosophy. Then you, you end up living on the land that the philosophy is the ground of. Hmm? It just becomes the ground. Now it's a little more, you know, important. And of course, ground is important that we walk on, and so forth. But um, you tend to like just kind of walk on the ground without, and look around at everything else. <laughs> so the, the the philosophy becomes kind of secondary, and knowledge becomes secondary. And in, in the, the ground of Vrindavan is 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 knowledge. The knowledge is not overtly manifest, because if it's overtly manifest, it would get in the way of intimacy. Freedom Marge used to give the example that in America you have the most powerful military-industrial complex, but you don't see tanks and missiles everywhere, because if they were, then you couldn't have peaceful exchange as readily. If every now and if everywhere you go there are machine guns and tanks saying... Uh, yeah. saying we are powerful, it makes the people a little, you know, a little afraid. So they, they hide them somewhere. Hmm. But then if the country should be attacked, then all those weapons come out. So similarly, the inhabitants of Vrindavan, they come here to this world, gopis like Rup Sanatan. Hmm. They're village girls. They don't seem to have any knowledge. But when they come here, we say, oh, they have quite a bit of knowledge. Because here you need knowledge. Hmm. So they show, nana shastra vichara naikunipuno saddharma samastapako so much knowledge they had of the scriptures, it's mind-boggling. Hmm? And from that knowledge, they put together our bhakti shastras. Hmm? Uh, so, it's not that Rag Bhakti doesn't have knowledge, but hmm, it has its place for being manifest, and it has its place for being uh, kind of unmanifest as the ground on which the leela plays out. So, anyway, point is that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. It is a, is a point that has to be learned. And when Krishna says it in the Gita, Hamsarvasya Prabhu, it does, whoa, that's like, he's the source of everything. It's a little bit of a creating some distance, but in a very beautiful way that we might, as I say, understand and have in place a significant and essential point for loving him intimately. You have to find that center. So, so many ways we'll talk about it, that Krishna's central position, that we, our focus may be, of attention may be there. And as our focus of attention is there, what do we see? When we focus on Krishna, what do we see? The more you focus on Krishna, what, what do you see? You see he's not alone. First, the focus is Krishna. Krishna, Supreme Personality of God. Oh, I have to love Krishna. Keep looking, keep looking. Then you start to see, oh, there's somebody next to Krishna. Who's that? Oh, Radha. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. The personification of, of the Mahabhav, Mahabhav Surupani. Hmm. Hmm. And all other types of bhakti. You see, oh, I'm here, mother, father, friends. Hmm. And then they become more important than Krishna in Rag Bhakti. They become more important because we want to become a form of that love. Hmm? We want to become a form of Sakura. Prem has a form hmm? of friendship, of, of, of parenthood, for example, or, or romantic love. Hmm? Thich Nhat Hanh years ago wrote a book called Being Peace. And I said, we should write one, Being Love. 
Peace is one thing, as I often say. Love is another. Peace is inside of love, but love is not inside of peace. There's no peace in love. There is peace in love, but there is no peace at the same time, in a positive sense. Uh, so, you do have to become peaceful to love. It means you have to stop end the war of material desire and the pursuit of acquisition, acquiring and so forth, by which you end up owing and people are coming after you, the karmic repercussions, this is the war. That war has to end. You have to have peace and, and to love. But we shall arrive at peace in the context of culturing love. That is the way of bhakti, not by some separate method. Uh, so, again, as we focus on Krishna, then, just like we focus on the Guru, the Guru is Sakshadritvena, Samastha Shastri. All the Shastras say the Guru is the, is the, is Krishna's personally present in the form of the Guru, localized for us, in a way that we can take advantage of Krishna more than in any other form. So, this conjures up some reverence for the Guru. All the Shastras say Krishna is personally present uh, as the Guru. But Vishwanath's verse, Sakshadhuritvena Samastha Shastra, goes on to say, Kintu Prabhorya Priya He is the Sakshadhari, directly Hari, but he's also very dear to Hari. So how can he be both? How can he be God and dear to God? So he's God in the representational sense, but more than being just like an ambassador. An ambassador represents the president or the prime minister in foreign countries. Hmm? So he is the prime minister in a representational sense. But the ambassador also has his own personality. Hmm? Right? So similarly, the guru is Krishna in a representational sense, but he also has his own personality as a lover of Krishna. Hmm? And, and the personification of a particular sentiment for loving Krishna as Krishna's friend or as Krishna's, uh, as Radha's handmaiden and so forth. So this becomes then a more important aspect of the guru in due course, but not if you don't understand first sakshadaritena samastha shastra, and then you're, you're being encouraged by that, give all your attention here, give all your attention here. If you don't pay attention, how will you see that? How will you see the more? And similarly, you pay attention to Krishna. If you really understand Krishna, then you start liking Govardhan, Jamuna, Radha Kund, Sham Therefore, we hear in the songs of our tribes, these things are all mentioned. They, they like these things because these are all dear to Krishna. This is the extension of Krishna's abode and the different types of sentiments. Hmm? Again, First, look closely, you see just Krishna. Look carefully, look, look again, look, and you see, oh, there's somebody else there, Radha. Hmm? Yeah. Radha means bhakti. Hmm? The full, full, full face of bhakti, bhakti devi. So there's a little Radha in every devotee, hmm? a little hladini in every devotee. So the devotee, the liberated devotees, the eternal associates of Krishna, they become more important to us. Hmm? But only by first being taught, give all your attention to Krishna. Hmm? You're teaching, just like the Upanishads teach in a certain way. They say that if there's anything in this world that most resembles God, what is it? What most resembles God in this world? And the Upanishads answer, you. Because God is not a thing, and you are not a thing either. You're consciousness. Hmm? which is not a thing, not an objective thing. Hmm? It's more than things. It's what makes things have meaning. It's what gives meaning to things. And what, 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 are, what is the value of things? <laughs> Unless they have... What it, well, meaning and value is the same thing. So, In this way, we, we, from a metaphysical point of view, we always emphasize the consciousness, subjective side. Objectively speaking, the world is about feeling. Hmm. It's about meaning, it's about value. Things are only incidental. There are things, 
there, there, there is something called matter. Hmm? What it is, we experience an approximation of it. Hmm? Anyway, that's a, another topic. But, um, but the Upanishads teach this way. They say, you, so know yourself. Hmm? And what are you? Neti, neti. You're not this, you're not that. I'm not this, I'm not that. I'm not um, Central American, I'm not North American. I'm not a woman, I'm not a man. I'm not Indian, I'm not young, I'm not old. I'm not this, I'm not that, but I am. I'm not this or that, I am. This or that I'm not, but I am. I am is way bigger than I am this or I am that, because I am this or that is something that will change and transform and you won't be this or that. But that you are, that will always be. Hmm? So we begin there. I am. Oh, that's a big, different, different thing. I am unit of consciousness. Hmm? So as we become acquainted with with the nature of consciousness, then that's a beginning. It's just like the example is, if you live in a cave your whole life, say you live with another person in a cave, so you don't know what the sun is, Right? So your friend gets out of the cave and sees the sun. And when he sees the sun, he sees palm trees, coconuts, banana, mango, and all these things that come from the sun. He sees rain coming from the... because the sun makes rain, and so on and so forth. So now he has to go back in the cave and say, I just saw the sun. How will he explain that? That person has never seen the sun. How can he explain it? Where will you begin? There's no frame of reference. So he makes a little hole. The guy won't go outside, doesn't believe him. I don't believe it. What are you talking about? There's no, no such thing as bananas, you know. Mangoes. Hmm? There's a little. There's a little moss. There's some mushrooms in here. Hmm? A few things. A little water. You know, what are you talking about? Hmm? No, no. There's mangoes out there, and and they drip from the trees, and and they don't taste like these mushrooms. And I don't want to eat them anymore. <laughs> and he says, well, "You're crazy." Yeah. His his son has gone somehow found a way out of the cave, so the man father doesn't believe him, so that he won't go outside. Now I'll show you the way. No, it's not too far. How far? Well, it'll take about a day. No, don't have time for that. We got to make mushrooms. Got to got to get on with our life here. Something like that. It's fairy tales. Yeah. So the son then, chip, 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 chip. He spends his spare time, make, finally makes a little crack in the cave and a little bit of light comes through. Then he comes and shows his father, look, this is the sun. Fascinated by that. He'd never seen light. He's blinded by it. Just it's fascinating. So he's as a begin now he's encouraged. That's something entirely different. Light, I like it feels good. It makes my mind feel good. Uh-huh. So then he has now, he follow the sun, his son out of the cave and see the sun, sun. Hmm? And see all the vegetation and the whole world and so forth. So the Upanishads, they tend to emphasize, Yadvetam Brahma Upanishadi Tarapya Satanu Bha. Tanu Bha. The Bha of his Tanu. The light effulgence, the halo coming from his tanu, his body. Hmm? The Upanishads primarily speak about this and it is the halo, hmm? the aura coming from him. Some beginning talk and you are like that. You, tatvamasi, tatvamasi. You are like that. You're not a thing. You're whole. You're in a whole different space now of possibilities 
what is the possibility in the dark cave when suddenly there's a ray of sun? It's unbelievable what the possibilities are if you could follow that ray. Hmm? This is the idea. And see what the sun can do. Hmm? You never go in that cave again. Hmm? Going there, tasting a mango, you'll never eat a mushroom again. <laughs> <laughs> Go in there. I'll never return to that cold, dark cave. Hmm? We live like this in a cold, dark cave. Hmm? So the Upanishads begin so talk like this. So, so, so when it's in another way, I'm using this example. We begin by saying, Krishna is the supreme personality of God, the source of everything. This does invoke some reverence to give us, for us to give all attention to Krishna. And then when we look closely at Krishna, then we start to see what is bhakti, the personifications of bhakti, his friends, associates, and so forth. And sevimanu uh, smarami, uh, this is the rag bhakti, meditating on them, their activities, to become like them. Who don't see Krishna as the supreme personality of God at all? So, everything in time is a system. Hmm? How to teach? And there's a place for deity worship. Hmm? Yeah, a big place. One of my godbrothers once, who was at worship deity at a temple, was asked by one of the the devotees that um, is Radha Chandra, the name of the deity. Are they in the spiritual world? He said, "If they're not, I'm not going there. We want to worship the deity like that, hmm? right? Hmm. Keep worshiping as we do here, and you'll see. I'm, I'm living in Madhuvan, <laughs> the abode of Daoji Gopal." Hmm? And everything's taken care of. Hmm? Problems are just other service opportunities to talk about. Hmm? Oh, and the car broke. Dowdy's car broke. They fix it for him. <laughs> Goodness. Uh. Right. So, anything else? What's the time? Okay. Welcome. Well, what is your name? Ivania. Ivania. Nice to meet you. See, Bakuntadev Das Kijai. He told you about us, right? Bakuntadev? Yes. Yes, my friend. Very nice of you to come. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. All right. Shishidaji Gopal Kijai. Kaur Bhakti Brinda Kijai. Both of you.